Hello this is Aban from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday the 14th of January. Lakshadweep MP Mohammad Faisal has been disqualified from the Lok Sabha just 2 days after he was convicted of attempt to murder and sentenced to 10 years rigorous imprisonment by a local court. The case against the NCP leader dates back to 2009. However, questions are being raised at the pace at which the Lok Sabha secretariat has issued the notification disqualifying the mp since there is a possibility of a stay on the conviction the notification came on friday 2 days after the verdict by a sessions court in kavarati in lakshadweep issued by the lok sabha secretary general the notification said that fazal stands disqualified from the membership of lok sabha from the date of his conviction citing provisions of article 102 read with section 8 of the representation of the people act There were similar questions surrounding the recent disqualification of Samajwadi Party leader Azam Khan as the Rampur MLA following his conviction in a hate speech case. He was disqualified within 24 hours of his conviction and opposition leaders alleged that the prompt action reflected vendetta politics as legislators facing more serious charges continue to occupy public offices. The land subsidence issue in Joshimat seems to have turned into a major challenge in terms of image building for the authorities. Hours after an ESRO report showed that the town sank over 5 cm within 12 days, the report was removed from the organization's website. The National Disaster Management Authority later ordered all departments concerned to not interact with the media or share any data on social media. Uttarakhand Chief Minister Pushkar Singh Dhami also asked the media not to portray Joshimat as a town that is literally sinking. He said, and I quote, "We have international games Chardham Yatra ahead." Let's not create panic that Joshimat is all damaged and unsafe. Unquote. Meanwhile, Uttarakhand Cabinet Minister Dhan Singh Rawat told the Hindu that the state government had worked with ISRO and others, informing them not to share reports that create panic among residents. Located in an active seismic zone in Uttarakhand and built on a mountain of landslide debris, hundreds of houses have reportedly developed huge cracks over the past few days. The hill town's population of 25,000 is now terrified and also furious at administrative apathy. Listeners, as authorities try to gag information from Joshimat, we are going to audit all infrastructure projects and speak to experts to narrate the tale of a calamity in making and other disasters waiting to happen in Uttarakhand. Please help us tell this story by contributing to our latest NL Sena project. It is called The Hill Suffer: Joshimat and Beyond. We have been able to bring you such reportage only because you have got our back. So subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Congress MP Santosh Singh Chaudhary died after a heart attack during the Bharat Jodo Yatra in Punjab's Philor this morning. The 76-year-old Jalandhar MP was taken to a hospital in Phagwara in an ambulance, but he did not respond to treatment. Rahul Gandhi halted the march and rushed to the hospital, a party leader told NDTV, adding that the Congress leader may visit Chaudhary's home in Jalandhar. Punjab Congress Chief Amrinder Singh Raja Waring said the yatra has temporarily been suspended and the cremation will take place on Sunday morning. Chaudhary's son Vikramjit Singh is the Congress MLA from Philor Assembly constituency. PM Narendra Modi, Lok Sabha Speaker Om Birla and Punjab Chief Minister Bhagwant Mann also expressed their condolences. The Delhi police claimed to have found two hand grenades and traces of blood at the residence of two suspects. who were arrested on Thursday over their suspected terror links from Delhi's Phalswa Dairy area Jagjit Singh alias Jagga and Noshad 
were produced in court on Friday and sent to 14-day police custody. Police earlier alleged that Jagga is suspectedly linked to a Canada-based Khalistani terrorist and Nashad is associated with the Harkatul Ansar. They also alleged that Jagga is a member of the Bambiha gang. Delhi police spokesperson Suman Nalwa said, and I quote, During the investigation, in pursuance of disclosure, both the accused led the police team to their rented accommodation in Shraddhanand Colony in Bhalswadari area, from where two hand grenades were recovered. Traces of human blood have also been found by the FSL team, unquote. The arrests come days ahead of the Republic Day celebrations in the national capital. The Allahabad High Court's Lucknow bench has issued a notice to the Central Board of Film Certification over a public interest litigation against the film Adi Purush. A bench of Chief Justice Rajesh Bindal and Justice B.R. Singh posted the matter for further hearing on February 21st. While actors Prabhas, Saif Ali Khan and Kriti Sanan have been made parties in the PIL, the director and producer have been made respondents. The petitioner, Kuldeep Tiwari, alleged that the makers did not obtain a CBFC certificate before releasing the promo and objected to actor Kriti Sanan's costumes in the film. Sanan will play the role of Goddess Sita. The petition also said that the way Ravan was portrayed in the film is objectionable. It also said that the movie cast aspersions on Ramayan, the city of Ayodhya and Hindu belief in general. Notably, the hearing comes nearly three months after a section of the media also raised similar objections to the film. Several anchors said that the film makes Ravan, the demon king of the epic Ramayan, look too Muslim. They also said that this Muslim-looking Ravan is played by Muslim actor Saif Ali Khan. Director Om Raut's film was slated for a January release but was postponed to June 16th. Made on a budget of over 550 crore rupees, the movie is touted to be one of the most expensive Indian films. China and Bhutan have agreed to push a three-step roadmap after expert groups from the two countries held boundary talks between Tuesday and Friday in Kunming in Yunnan province, according to a joint statement. Bhutan and China had in October 2021 signed an agreement on a three-step roadmap for expediting the Bhutan-China boundary negotiations. 24 rounds of talks have been held since the process of boundary talks began in 1984, the Hindu reported. According to the paper, these negotiations have mostly focused on two areas of the dispute, Doklam and areas along the western borders of Bhutan and near the India-China-Bhutan tri-junction, and the Jakarlang and Pasamlang valleys along Bhutan's northern borders. According to the report, China appears to have broadened the scope of the dispute by also mentioning areas along Bhutan's eastern borders in Sakteng Wildlife Sanctuary, which borders India's state of Arunachal Pradesh. The Chinese Foreign Ministry subsequently referred to disputes in western, middle and eastern sections. It could be a pressure tactic to accept China's earlier reported offer of a swap of Doklam in the west, which Beijing views strategically in exchange for Bhutan to retain its northern territories, according to observers. The paper reported. The western areas are sensitive considering the proximity to India, especially after the 2017 standoff in Doklam. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.